I do not like my eggs with a side of turd fumes, and I certainly don't like sitting in front of your geriatric parents, your depressed sister-in-law, your wild... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome and welcome back to Soap Lore, the official gathering place for newbies, novices, and OD diehard fans of the golden age primetime. I'm your host, Jet, viewing and reviewing the soapiest, sudsiest primetime storylines of the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. It is a Dallas kind of day. We're going to mosey on down to Texas. I'm not going to lie, Falcon Cross left me reeling yesterday. I need something a little stronger this week, a little stiffer. We're going to see if the Ewings are going to keep it together. Hopefully not. Whether you're new to this or true to this, sit back and enjoy. Tell the kids, time to play outside or out of sight. Tell Bay no questions, suggestions, or concerns for the next 25 to 35 minutes. Everyone else in Airshot, you absolutely know the drill by now. Do not play with me. You know exactly what's going on. Cool, quiet, or kicked out are your absolute only options. We have to discuss our stories, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Soap Lore. What's up, party people? Welcome or welcome back to Soap Lore. I hope you are enjoying this fine, fine day. I think I am. Listen, FC still has me in my feelings. Most emotional episode I've ever seen from them, mind you. I bring this up every chance I get, just like I bring up the affair between Cecil and Fallon. This woman, Angie Big Perm, whatever her last name is, AC, threw her body, her brother's burning body over a cliff and didn't blink twice about it. She kept her storyline straight. She wasn't worried about it. She was totally convinced she got away with it. This episode, her and Richard couldn't take the fact that these two women, who they barely acknowledge, were in a Jeep flip-over. Incredible. We are not talking about Falcon Crest. Falcon Crest is going to be very difficult to beat. We are talking about Dallas this week. Last week, the men of Ewing and their homeboy Ray were all in their feelings because Dadgummit, these women just don't know how, these women don't know how to sit at home and be pregnant and barefoot anymore. They're supposed to sit at home with my mama, sit at home with my daddy, and just watch the television, watch some stories, and wait on me hand and foot while I go out fluting with my, my other chick. Which brings me to Bobby. Is Bobby going to continue this fiasco with this other chick? What's her name? Jenna? Jenna, whose face I don't remember? We're going to find out. I'm scrolling through the information now. For those of you new to this, welcome. I hope you enjoy this. Listen, this is where it's at. Vintage soap poppers is where it's at. You think you've seen it all. Rewind it back 40 years, baby. You're going to be totally impressed. So I am watching all three of the soaps that I'm focusing on now, which is Dallas, Dynasty, and Falcon Crest. I'm watching all three within the Amazon Prime app. Dallas and Falcon Crest happen to be quote unquote free. They're on the app within the app called Freevee, F-R-E-E-V-E-E. All right. This will be an episode where I watch it blind. I am clicking on Dallas. Let's see. Season three, episode 19, Sue Ellen's Choice. Y'all know that's my girl. That's my girl. She is the secretary slash vice president of the Bad Girls Club. I love her nonchalantness. I love her commitment to being Miss Texas in all situations, even when she's caught red-handed. She's not, she's not giving up that charm school poise. Okay, the synopsis is as follows. Sue Ellen is being pressured by Dusty to leave JR. Pam and Bobby's marriage continues to strain towards the breaking point and Don, D-O-N-N, 
dot, 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 Don. Looks like that's going to say Donna. Who the hell is Donna? I find myself saying that a lot with Dallas. Who the hell is insert noun? Who the hell? I don't, who's Donna? Oh God, is Donna, oh, have I been calling her Diana this whole time? Is Donna, is that Ray's girl? Never mind me, y'all. Listen, I've had a long day, a long, good day, very productive. I'm going to have a little bit of a pizza party as I watch this. So I'm going to drink regular, regular water. I do have my sparkling, you know what? I'm going to have sparkling water because I like bubbly things. When I watch bubbly things, you, you have the choice to choose. Okay. Let's jump into this fiends. Sit back and enjoy season three, episode 19, Sue Helen's Choice. Right away, we have the obligatory sex symbol shot. We have Bobby and Ray sweating profusely, grunting loudly, running to and fro back and forth within the confines of the Racquetball Club West. They're playing racquetball, working out a little bit of frustrations. Once they're done, they decide, let's get out of our short shorts and let's put on this plaid. I'm once again distracted by the wardrobe and for all the wrong reasons. I cannot get over the fact that these short shorts were standard. Anyone who's gone to school in America, you know. If you went to a school, there's a dress code. I can't think, I can't tell you how many times women and men alike, well, kids, are sent to the office because something is too tight or too short. Rule of thumb was that if you're going to wear shorts, only for the girls, of course, you'd stand up straight and put your arms at your side. And if your fingertips, wherever your fingertips touch, if your shorts were shorter than that, you had to either go home or wear this hideous pair of used, decrepit sweatpants all day. Same ones they made you wear if you got your period at school, by the way. Horrible. Traumatic. But these man thighs are all over the place. I'm like, there is very little left to the imagination. I don't understand why you needed to show so much leg. It's just such a contradiction to be like, we're so, so conservative. You know, have your skirt down to your knee. But when you wear shorts... They need to be coochie cutters. That's what we used to call them back in the day. Coochie cutters, Daisy Dukes, you know, the shortest of shorts. Anyway, once they cover up their thighs and they put on their standard boots, they put on almost matching plaid, which is a little bit distracting. I'm not going to lie. I got a little bit woozy. And they're going back and forth about their woman problems. Now, Bobby is not confessing to anyone in particular, especially Ray, that he has maybe has or maybe hasn't stepped out on old Pammy Pam. He's just saying, we're just, we're just growing apart. I can't figure out what to do. We're growing apart and I need, I need her, but I don't know what to do. She's just, she's too daggone independent, right? Right. Why she got to go off and get a job? Why she got to work? Don't you want to stay at home with my elderly parents and watch a baby she can't have? I can't understand why she won't just sit in a room and be confined to that while we, you know, do nothing all day. And I stay out and I come in smelling a high heaven because I've been kicking turds all day. Why can't she just live like that? And then we could sit at dinner and talk about her brother to her face all day. It's any woman's dream. Get a grip, Bob. Now, Ray, on the other hand, drops the bombshell. Bombshell number one, Um, Donna is apparently the woman he's been seeing. I, for a split second, was like, well, who the, who the hell is Donna? Is that a new chick? No. Donna's been her name. Allegedly. Her name has been Donna this whole time. I clearly heard Diane or Diana. I've been saying it with my whole chest, all the confidence in the world. Genuinely shocked. But apparently Donna 
is the millionaire. And unfortunately, she's too daggum smart. Daggummit. You know, she she can read and write. So now she can read and write in the papers and she understands politics and she can read and study upon it. I can't be with someone that smart. So, you know, and I told her, I said, you know what, honey, this ain't going to work between us. I don't care if you're a $10 million woman. It's unfortunate you can read and think and carry on a conversation and whatnot with highfalutin people and low lives alike. I just can't do it. Never mind the fact that you spent many a seedy night in a seedy lowbrow bar for me and my yuck, yuck, yuckles, my bidee, 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 friends. But I can't do it for you, darling. That would require me to do some reading, riding, arithmetic. I don't do that. I ride, rope, and romp in the bedroom, baby. That's me. That's all. Call me. Triple R Ray. My God, I'm insane. <laughs> yeah, so they're complaining about the women in their life being um smart, I suppose. <laughs> All right, all right. Perhaps I was a little harsh in my assessment of the scene. I promise you guys a long time ago, I don't make up anything. I was giving you the um, the essence of that scene versus the actual dialogue. The actual dialogue was a little more sappy, a little bit more sentimental. Bobby's distraught that his marriage just seems to be falling apart. And Ray confesses that he always knew he and her were never going to work out. He felt like she's a lady and a cowboy. So subconsciously, it's always been on the back of his mind. Now, Bobby's like, it's funny that you came to this conclusion after Jr. poked his head into your business. And Ray just, you know, he didn't have the strength to go. He didn't want to really get into it, which is fine. But it does mark the second time that we know about that JR has interfered within Ray's love life, wreaking havoc, right? Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Pam shows up from Powdery in a cab. Now, guys, I know I should let this go. I should just say, you know what, Jet? This is soap tax. Let it be what it's going to be, but I can't let it go. The weekend in Paris would imply that you either left Thursday night or Friday morning, right? You'd stay till probably Sunday evening, be back on Monday on this super, super long flight. So you're not going to get a lot of business done. I can't imagine how early she got back because Pam, not Pam, Ellie's outside. Lucy's outside. We got to talk about her and her blue romper here in a second. But Ann drives Pam with the, the taxi guy and she jumps out. Ellie's like, hey, babe, why are you home so early? And she says, you know, the business was done and I didn't feel like sightseeing. So I came home. I'm like, girl, that was the longest, most unnecessary trip ever in life. So she left Friday and came back Sunday or Saturday. Seems like if you were going to say, if if it was Sunday, it seemed like she'd say tomorrow. I'm clearly thinking way too deep into this. Soap tax, soap tax, soap tax. If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much. I need you to know a couple things. You're welcome here. This is a spot for new People who are new to vintage soaps, people who have grown up enjoying these soaps, and everyone in between. Those of us who were kicked out of the house when the stories were on, people who watched faithfully at like eight years old. I love this. I think it's time to bring it back, especially with this strike or that strike. Loud things are happening, of course, because I decided to sit down and record right now. Surprise, surprise. Anyway, second thing is I never make up anything. I might extract the essence of a scene versus giving you the verbatim dialogue and something I like to call soap law theater. I don't do it every time, 
but sometimes if the, if the scene calls for it, I feel like I should just give you the essence of it versus the verbatim. All right, back to Pammy Pam. She goes upstairs to drop off her luggage and JR comes sauntering in, poking the bear. Now, JR is fully, fully aware that Miss Jenna is back in town. Jenna's whose face we don't remember is back in town. And he knows that Bobby has been spending a lot of quality time with her. Now, now that I think about this, this would have been two days worth of time. What is really going on, Dallas? Y'all didn't even stretch this out. It makes more sense for her to be in Paris for a week. Anyway. He's poking the bear. He's like, hey, Pam, how's it going, babe? She's not in the mood. She's had a 12-hour flight. Jerry can't stand him. <sighs> hey, JR, how can I help you? Oh, you know, darling, just wanted to see how your flight went. She's she's over it. So she's like, dude, did you have something to do with me getting this job? Philip, a.k.a. <laughs> Philip from Falcon Crest told me, while he was pretending to be my boss on Dallas, he told me that you had a little something, something to do with my promotion. You sent the other lady packing. Is that true? And JR's like, who? Little on me? Absolutely not, darling. I would never. You are greatly exaggerating my power. I would never. However, I did see that you were a little bit sad. I thought I could help out. And you seem to be doing well. Your time is occupied. You don't look sad. Bobby's time is occupied. He certainly doesn't look as sad. It's <laughs> basically what he did, right? She's like, if you're expecting me to lose my stuff right here in the middle of this room, I'm not going to do it. I know about Jenna. I'm unbothered. And JR's like, oh, because you don't know Jenna. Now, refresh my memory, guys. Is Jenna, was Jenna the hooker that they put? I'm trying to think who, oh, God, there have been so many scandals already. There was a woman who was a hooker, but then she wasn't a hooker. No, that's not right. That was Pam's friend who was a hooker and now present day model who went back to hooking for JR and the cops. Totally remember. That's not Jenna. Okay. I'll go back eventually. Bobby comes home a little bit after that. And JR is of course taunting him like, Hey, you know, your wife's back, right? <laughs> You've been out with Jenny Jen. And Bobby's like, dude, please tell me you didn't mention Jenny Jen to Pammy Pam accidentally on purpose. And JR's like, I absolutely did mention Jenny Jen to Pammy Pam accidentally on purpose. Bobby goes into this little spiel about, well, you ruined Ray's relationship last week. Are you trying to ruin mine? But what we're not going to do here is play games, Bob. I got to admit I got to admit, you guys know I don't mind a villain because I like the backstory. I like the backbone. I like the spice that they bring to a story. However, I have to fully side with JR on this one. You can say what you want, pal. Ray made his own decisions. He made up his whole mind. He made that move all on his lonesome. Bobby, what you did or didn't do with Jenna, made up on your lonesome. Nobody to blame but yourself, pal. But this is the, the thing with the whole Boy Scout trope. Now, I don't, I can't think off the top of my head of something recently, at least in, um, kind of in the soap opera realm. Of course, guys, you know, my first soap opera that I watched on my own that I felt like belonged to me was 90210. Yes, I was in like the first or second grade, but I was so pumped about it. I think there's a couple of bad, good boys gone bad, but it's just like they're, they're kind of overwhelmed by a decision. 
in my mind, he's pursuing this woman. I can't wait until they reveal what really happened, but it feels like he did a little something more with Jenna. And I don't care what you do, Bobo. Can't blame JR for what you did. You can't. I'm going to try my best to watch a little more after we discuss Lucy's romper. So Lucy is chilling outside when Pam pulls up and she's got on this kind of Bantu top. That's just a top with no sleeves, but it's a romper in this really vibrant cobalt blue. She is clearly Jock's granddaughter, right? But she's got on these nylons. She's got on pantyhose, as we called them back in the day. I don't know what people call them, stockings, nylons, pantyhose, while she sunbathes. Now, this this brings to, to mind Sue Ellen a few episodes back, or maybe it was last season, probably early season two, before they recast Kristen. It was a goofy looking Kristen. No disrespect, baby girl. You was ne- you was never going to be a sex symbol. But the first time we met Kristen, it was kind of this goofy looking girl. And she was super awkward and made everything really weird. I think Sue Ellen was chilling at the pool with pantyhose too. Now, I know this is television, but was this a thing? Because if you think about it, if you ever had to wear pantyhose, nylon, stockings, whatever you call them, they're not super comfortable. They actually raise the heat probably 10 degrees. You wouldn't think it from looking at them, but they do make you slightly warmer, but they do make them legs look good. So for television aesthetic, I can understand why they would make her wear that, but it's just really impractical by the pool. However, it's thin enough that you could swim and there's no big deal. I'm going to do my due diligence, look this up. Doesn't seem like people were swimming in nylons, but if they were, wow, that's insane. Friend, you'll never believe what just happened. I'm sitting here fully invested. Perhaps some might say I am passionately speaking to the television in an elevated voice, an octave quite higher than my natural tone. Perhaps some people would say that others would say that's false. Anyway, I'm minding my own business when all of a sudden my TV goes black, just boop, and then the circle of death starts doing that backflip thing. And I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? Dallas had decided to drop dead on my television. Luckily, don't worry, don't worry. I was able to pull it up. Actually, full disclosure, I'm recording this the next day. Pull on the next day. It died last night. I'm like, okay, what's that about? I thought something was wrong with the Amazon app. I was able to watch Toddlers and Tears. I put on a couple other things just to see what was going on. It seems to be particular to Dallas. So I come home for lunch today and I put it on again thinking, okay, it was a temporary situation. No, it's still blacked out. I don't know if Freebie just died. I hadn't checked Falcon Crest just yet, but it just went kerplunk. So I end up buying this show, (laughs) y'all. Cry me a river. I had to cough up one whole American dollar and 99 cents. Two dollars. What movie is that? Is that the Christmas story where he's like, $2, just chasing that guy around? (laughs) I love that. Anyway, long story short, I was able to recoup the show, not on the television, and it's just specifically that show. I'm watching it on my phone now. Next observation is that we are 21, 22 minutes in, and I haven't even seen Sue Ellen, but she's the namesake of this episode. Can't imagine what's keeping her off. I even thought, well, maybe I should just stop the episode here. There's enough material to talk about. But if it's Sue Ellen's choice and I have yet to see her, I must persevere. Couple things. Seems like Lucy is icked out. She hit that ick factor with euphoria. I don't know what he said. Perhaps he wears 
dippity doo pajamas or something. I don't know what he did between last episode we saw him was it three episodes ago and now. But he slides her a ring over dinner and she almost looks like she wants to vomit. She clearly is not wanting to marry him. She feels a way about it, which is so weird. I hope she's not thinking about them deadbeat parents. I'm not, I'm just, I can't do that. You live here, you don't. You live here, you don't. Nobody cares. He showed up one time and flipped out over a glass of milk. I don't care about no damn Gary Ewing. What I do care about is Bobby Ewing and his gaslight tactics. This is Jock's son. This is JR's little brother. So Pam is chilling in her room because she doesn't want to look at his geriatric parents all day or see well. And everyone in this house is depressed. She's practicing her um, self-care. She is chilling in the room, allowing her mind to marinate over this. Now, there's a scene a little later where she goes over to Cliff's house. She tells him how dirty it is. But you know what? Cliff is me and I am him. He's like, I'll clean it up when the spirit moves me, basically. When I get the inspiration, I'll do it. But she confesses to Cliff after the fact that she has been pushing Bobby away. She's been pushing him away because it's not just the fact that she's afraid to have a baby. She knows he wants one and she would rather him have that and be happy than to wait it out with her. We'll get back to that. Put a pin in that just now. In the bedroom, Bobby tells her, you know what, honey? I can't keep fighting for this marriage all by myself. You're not from a Boy Scout me, Bobby. Bull. I'm the only one fighting for this. And you know what? I almost slept with Jenna Wade last night. I almost, but I didn't. Never mind the fact that you pursued her for however long Pam was gone. Never mind that you snuck up on this woman at every available turn. Was it because you, you were lonely or was it because you know she's a vulnerable lady? It's an easy target. That's what I think is going on. But Pam just kind of relents. She lets him. She allows him to gaslight her. Dude, the girl lost two kids. Then she finds out her dad, her brother, and herself carry this really weird toxic disease. It may kill a baby of six months. She doesn't want to put herself or anyone else through the trauma. That's reasonable. She decides to stay out of the house. You know why? Because it's depressing. Everyone there is depressed. It's a horrible place to live. No doubt about it. But she placates him. And I, you know, I'm sorry, Bobby. And oh, just, oh, he's, I'm just trying. I'm just, boy, she, you know what? She's better than me. I would have told him real quick. Let me tell you something. One thing's for certain, two things for sure. I do not like my eggs with a side of turd fumes. And I certainly don't like sitting in front of your geriatric parents, your depressed sister-in-law, your wild hoe of a niece. And your even bigger hoe of a brother. I don't care about either one of y'all. I'm not going to sit with Jerry and Bob, Betty and Bob geriatric and crumble to death like the crib peeker out here. You got me messed up. I can't stand this. I hate eating breakfast outside with all the flies and cow turds. I hate smiling in your brother's cheesy pie face. I can't stand none of these people here. And all you want to do, you want to kick turds all day when you should really be in an office. And you want me to do the same? And watch these people raise this baby. You got me messed up. This is a drunk woman driving into poles. You got a man who stays out till 3 a.m. Jock is big and dumb. Ellie is old and dumb. I have not the time nor the patience to deal with these people. Good riddance. If you want to go back to Jenna the repeat, go for it. I'm gonna do you, but do you live your life, man? I've already had several trials and tribulations recording this episode. We're gonna go ahead and 
wrap it up. So Ellen's choice is, do I stay or do I go again? She's in a family that has allotted her a certain amount of prestige. She is running things. They're not hiding her drunkness. They're just not talking about it. But Dusty can offer her the exact same thing and he actually loves her. So in my mind, one plus one with Dusty equals two, while JR is one plus negative one and she gets nothing. You know what I mean? She's not actually gaining anything, but she is so brainwashed, unfortunately, that she decides that Dustin is a lat, he's, he's a weakest link. He's a guy that's gotta go. I'm going to leave out all of Pam. I'm gonna leave out, I'm leaving out Pam and Bobby because they're going back and forth, forth and back. I'm gonna leave out, I almost said Diana again. Diana Donna. I still can't believe that's her name. I'm going to leave that portion out too because she does a thing. It may or may not work out. I want you guys to have a little something that you want if you choose to watch it. I don't know what's going on with Freebie TV. I really don't know. It's not playing on either one of my TVs, but it's playing on my phone. Do with that information what you will. But I will say this. This seems to be a very emotional week. I had not been prepared to shed a tear or to be emotionally invested into anything other than drama. They're throwing me off. IRL, I'm a very sensitive person. Doesn't take much to make me cry. But this, I, 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 this is my escape. I don't want to see this riffraff when I'm trying to make fun of people or just enjoy the storyline. The corniness that it is. Neither one of these soap operas, for Falcon Crest or Dallas, has participated in my reality this week. They're both super emotional. I know how everybody feels, and it feels quite weird, actually. Don't worry, there's quite a few things I left out. We'll jump into that on the Versus 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 episode. Until then, enjoy yourself. Be kind to yourself because you deserve it. If you don't treat you right, nobody else will. Stay hydrated, stay moisturized. Mind your own business and keep all of your drama on TV.